Greetings and salutations. It's episode 244 of the B-Movie Breakdown. What is this? What is this swerve? I just saw you wrap it up for something. Greetings and salutations? You're an asshole. Oh my god. Oh, you know what? I was just mixing it up again. Just You need, you need some of that, took, took, that, that dumb 90s music behind you as you said that. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. It's me, Corey. I'm an idiot. No, welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment It is a podcast. And awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. What the fuck, dude? I'm Corey, and that's Nick. Yeah. And each week we reveal what we're going to watch at the end of every episode, so make sure you're listening all the way through to find out what the next movie is going to be, and we let you know where you can find it as well. Usually pretty readily available. If you want to reach out to us, suggestions for the movie, comments about the episodes, uh, movies you made and you want us to watch, and uh, we will be honest about our thoughts on those, you can reach us at bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on the social media at bmoviebreakdown. That's true. That's it, all, all. It's facts. It's all. It's all facts. That's what. That's that's the truth. That's the fact, Jack. And uh, I think you got some facts that you're spewing out on a weekly basis as well. Just follow me at Scatterville Stories on the Instagram. Good old Nick is posting illustrations, mainly for a podcast he does called Weird and Feared with my good friend Zach, where we talk about monsters, madness, and mayhem. Things get real creepy, yeah. and real. Ooh. Yeah, I so saw you're posting about the uh, Congress Hotel in uh, Chicago. I Fact. stayed there once. Fact. It had a very creep vibe to it. I can tell you that much. Other than that, I stayed there on New Year's Eve and we were barely at the hotel. Which, I mean, probably for the best because you should be enjoying your New Year's Eve. But, I mean, maybe you missed a few ghosts. They have a president's chair in the lobby. A former president's chair. Was it he Te- sat in the chair. Do you know his president? Nope. Teddy? Couldn't tell you. I think it was Reagan, maybe. I just is like it's like a well, it's like in, in the lobby it's Illinois like oh boy. the president Reagan sat in this chair like it's like a weird thing to have in the lobby like uh, kinda anyways I remember the bed being very uncomfortable and uh, the this is probably hundred years old yes everything feeling very old inside uh-huh. the room and being like I'll never stay here again we well, stayed there somebody else had booked the rooms for us uh, sure. A cheap hotel room, uh, you know, on New Year's sure. Eve, which is hard to find in the city. Sure, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't a bad deal for that. It was somewhere to sleep. You need that. It wasn't there long. Sure. But coming back at who knows what time of night and drunken vagrants lying in the hallways. Now, sure. I was just say vagrants, but people who couldn't find their ways back to their right. hotel rooms laying in the hallways. I mean, for all you know, that some of those people were ghosts and you just had no idea. True, they could have been ghosts. out of your mind. You could have just been seeing spirits. It definitely felt like, you know, it reminded me of like the hotel and like Ghostbusters. That kind of like yes. old-timey vibe I mean, a lot of, to the hotel. A lot of murders happened there. Yeah, that's what I hear. I, heard, I didn't know that until after I had stayed there. <laughs> which is, yeah. Which could is happened the... in the room we stayed in. Who knows? Yeah. Woman threw herself and her kids off a balcony. Yikes. They were from Germany. No, that's a lie. I said Germany because they were under Nazi rule in Czechoslovakia. And they were over here kind of waiting for their dad to come over to to get asylum. Because the country they came from was real bad and terrible under Nazi rule. And they were Jewish. And they were afraid the United States was going to pull their visas and deport them back to where they came from. Where they would have suffered a terrible fate. So due to temporary insanity, the mother 
before the dad even came over, threw her two kids off the balcony just onto Michigan Avenue and then jumped off herself, the 12th floor. Uh, she should have waited. So maybe, but I mean, what's what's good is that that issue would never happen today. We would never deport people back to a dangerous country where their lives would be threatened. No. Because America is just a great country. Tomorrow well, think- is the 4th of July. Salute to America. Salute. Salute your shorts. Not putting kids in cages or adults in cages. We're just houses. We're just this areas where too many people are not supposed to be for too long. Yeah. Good job, America. Good job. And uh, Great. In, in this week's movie, uh, the character is in a cage. Multiple characters are in cages throughout the film. They are. They are. That's different Different cages. Different cages. Maybe same kind of cages. We don't... But I mean, considering the kind of people who may or may not be controlling these facilities, a certain police chief in this movie may, um, you know, they might find good company with him. Yeah, they might find good company corrupt, with him. Corrupt enforcement officers. And uh, anybody who watches this movie, because uh, as you'll hear us talk about, there's some uh, underlying uh, Manchurian Candidate type things going on with the viewings of this film. But um, Just spreading around nonsense. Just spreading around nonsense. So this week's movie is available on Amazon Prime Video. Well, uh, by way of IMDb TV. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch IMDb TV. And uh, this week's movie is a gnome named Gnorm, a.k.a. Upworld. Whatever you want to call it. It's the best of the worst. Two weeks in a row, we get Anthony Michael Hall vehicles that have never been released on DVD. Yeah, deep cut. Two Anthony Michael Hall deep cuts. Super deep. We went super deep tonight. Deep into the tunnels of the earth where the the gnomes live. Deep into three men's balls. (laughs) Into the gnomes or gnomes, whichever way you want to pronounce it. It's pronounced both ways in this movie. It's very indiscriminate. I think I think the title, as you would call the movie, a gnome named Gnorm. I feel like you should pronounce it the way that the title character pronounces his own name. Right, it's his. You would think, right? Gnome. The other way is being the you know, or Gnorm. The other way is just being your typical American. Now nah, I'm pronouncing it this a way. A gnome named Norm. Yeah, that's not. It's culturally insensitive. Or a gnome named Gnorm, or Upworld if you're not from America. That's what the, t- the movie was called well, elsewhere. Not in America. Well, doesn't your life just suck? Yeah. It's... You're not living in, in God's nation? What a buzzkill. <laughs> what a buzzkill. You know, uh, a few weeks ago, we, I feel like I should keep just going to this well. Because, you know, a few weeks ago, we read some good IMDb reviews. And one got me laughing pretty good here. Oh, my God. Uh, right away. So, here we go. This person gave this movie... Eight out of ten stars. Oh, so he liked it a lot, but he had a few problems with it. From Freight Freight Shaker two nine one on IMDb, and this was this was posted on July thirteenth, two thousand three. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! This 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 comment can this comment vote yet? No, not yet. No, no, not yet. It can drive though. So here we go. The title of the post: The Gnome is Good. Oh my god. I found the movie fun. If you're 
This is going to be a good one. If you're all you watch are chick flicks or Titanic type movies, then this is not a movie for you. What? They put not with a G. Sure. However, if you have an offbeat sense of humor or any sense of humor, I think you'll agree that this is a good show. Ice Age and Little Nicky fans, this movie is for you. That's the kind of group of people Ganorm will appeal to. Yeah, that's the ticket. Take mind that this information is coming from a guy who prefers the original Planet of the Apes movies to the Tim Burton version. This is such a dated review! Which was also very good. No, it was not very good, and most people prefer the original to the Tim Burton. Anyways, here we go. Here's the last line. I, I, I read this line. I, I knew you'd like it. I also shed a tear in Star Trek X Nemesis, Star Trek X sure. Nemesis, yeah. when Data sacrificed himself. Not! <laughs> what? For starters, what a very timely review for 2003. Holy shit. How many references to that specific era, obscure references to movies no one thinks about anymore? Little Nicky and Ice Age. And then Star Trek Nemesis? And the Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's? Who thinks about that fucking movie? No one called for you to mention that movie. This is about a gnome. He just wanted to let people know that it's coming from a guy, this review is coming from a guy who enjoys the original Planet of the Apes to the Tim Burton one, which is so outlandish, even at the time. It's a crazy opinion. Because everybody sat and watched Tim Burton, like, uh, best. <laughs> the, I will give the effects in that movie a, you know, thumbs up. The, yeah, it looks the, great. The ape uh, prosthetics and everything look fantastic. It looks great. The movie is just not good. Well, because it's just dumb. The ending is just Well, silly. they had, you had to do a swerve ending, but then it's like, all right, you saw, what kind of, what? I don't, What? We have to explain, we have to, it's a whole movie just explaining how apes can be real and talk. It goes out of its way. Genetics, man. Well, here's a more favorable review, I think. Five out of ten. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's Ganat. Oh, shit. Everyone likes the, the puns here. Yeah, hilarious. Straight to the point, this movie is bad. Wow. I have trouble calling it even a B movie, and it probably ranks at the C level. However... If you have an odd sense of humor, you will get a sick sense of satisfaction from this movie. I was grinning all the way through this movie, but a grimace was hiding just underneath. Oh my god, it was so The weird. funniest scene is when the Gnome character insists that Gnome is pronounced Gnome. That's the funniest part? Still to this day, I find myself grinning whenever I think about the comment, No, it's Gnat. And say it whenever possible. My suggestion is to see this movie, but see it when you truly have nothing better to do. And when you're as all alone. Will, as it will rank somewhere between a complete waste of time and the greatest experience ever. So for starters... Okay, not quite, but okay. it was enjoyable. If you're expecting a serious film, look elsewhere. But for a classic C film quality, look no further. So for starters, this guy just watches movies by himself, with no one. He has no friends. And two, who has he hurt since he posted this review? There's a grimace hiding behind his smiles? Who's this psycho? When was that posted? January 23rd, 2000. 
Oh my god, yeah, this guy's dead. This is a guy shot by somebody. He got into a fight and didn't make it. He was, yeah, because he was grinning whenever somebody said... Uh, and in the year 2000, he watched this unreleased movie as much as he could? I don't know if he's watched it then. You know, like, IMDb was just becoming a thing. You know, you're just leaving reviews for movies you saw before. Yeah, but doesn't he say he watches it whenever he can? Uh, no, he, well, he mentions the movie is bad, and then he doesn't like it, but he also likes it. No, he hates it, but loves he it. He says you have to have a sixth sense of satisfaction. Oh, no, he says not whenever he can, so he's just annoying in all yeah. social situations. Yeah, he says not whenever he can. I no, hope he's Gnot. still saying not 19 years later. <laughs> I mean, like, 29 years later, because imagine he was saying this in 1990. He's been saying this for 30 years. And he's like, what are you talking about? Why do you, why do you always put Gene for an end? I can't stop. <laughs> I mean, that... It's who I am. It kind of felt like me since I was a, like a 10-year-old kid and saw this movie. I cannot stop. I did it again. Not, not even 10, probably. It was probably like 8 or 7 or 8 when I saw this movie. And, I, you know, ever since then, every time I see the word gnome, I think of gnome. How many... Well, this is why... I wasn't we, walking around saying in public. Was this a CIA operation? Infecting everyone's mind with gnome? <laughs> Was this like a cultural virus that was disseminated? And there's a bunch of people walking around, like little sleeper cells that are activated by the word gnome because they think it's gnome in their head because of this movie? I don't like this. This is some dark shit right here. There's a lot of... I mean, it's funny because this is a movie that has never been released on DVD. Most people don't even know about it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah, this, I wish I still didn't know about like it. It's like this, like, you know, this time in Anthony Michael Hall's career just like last week's movie out of bounds we're like you know other than like i think johnny b good uh which is not a good movie either uh you know is like these movies that he did after post breakfast club and stuff that you know people kind of were just like burned out on the nerd you know obviously he's trying to change what he's doing even he's in this an, he's an actor he's silly in this so he's back to the comedy route not sure. so serious as like last week but then it takes, funny mentioning Tim Burton again, it takes somebody like Tim Burton to turn him around and kind of throw him out there as the, the bad guy in Edward Scissorhands not mm. long after this. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But I see it's funny that so many people, uh, you know, love this movie. Uh, another one on IMDb. One of the best movies I have ever seen. When was that? 1997? March 31st, 2005. I give this movie infinite thumbs up. A gnome named Gnorm will capture your heart and awesome storyline. Awesome storyline? I will capture your heart with and awesome storyline. Well, that's just... that's. Gnorm does his best to foil the bad guy's plot to get away with murder. I mean, that's kind of the Gnorm plot. spends half the movie lying so he can get a jewel to fuck some chick. Right, but... He kind of foils their plot. They're trying to. They're really not trying to get away with murder. Murder just so happened to be the thing that happened, so they can get away with money. Right. Um, he says he doesn't know what to think of this new world he stumbled upon, but he has an eye on the one human friend and protector, Samantha. That's not. <laughs> she's this person see this movie. She's. She starts off as like a mainish character, and then she's very peripheral the rest of right. the movie. This is the best movie for children, as and as well as family. There isn't a- anything uh, that I don't like about this movie. 
I would recommend it to everyone. It reminds me of Leprechaun, only without the profanity. It is a fun and interesting way to see a fictitious creature in a world new to its own race. It shows a relationship between two races in real life that anyone can relate to. Oh, man. So this movie, There's for this lot. person, yeah, th- was doing things for race relations. Well, then maybe we do need more Ganora movies. Just bring us all together. I mean, Ganorm was talking about, I mean, he was talking about, oh man, don't get Ganorm started on roundies, okay? And bobos. So, asses and boobs. Mm Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was, that was the terms that, uh, that Ganorms use for, for butts, roundy. Why does he speak English? He's from beneath the earth. Why does he speak English? It's broken English. It's not. It's just less words. Probably because they've come up to the upworld before. And they took English down? And they've taken different languages that they've learned in those scenarios down back with them and taught others. So that when they go up there, they can, if they need to communicate, they can. We don't know how uh, many languages yeah, the gnomes in, know. In a, any, in a normal situation, I would indulge this fictitious discussion about a fake world, but I'm just upset. <laughs> I told you, I want an animated movie about the uh, gnome life. Because well, the, the warriors that go up with the lumen to recharge it, I mean, not only are they, like, tough because they're going to, like, the forbidden place where nobody really goes, they acquire knowledge and technology probably to bring it back down to amplify their world based on what they see the humans doing. And because he's just a lowly digger, like, he's just a dum-dum, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he's not as elevated, but he knows he needs to get the social respect to get with his woman, Reno, Rena? Rena, I believe was her name. Rena. I was hoping we were going to get to see Rena. I was too. I was, I was hoping he would go back down and we'd see a whole bunch of them. What I, what I, well, I wanted to see Rena because, I mean, there was talk about her bobos and... Oh, my God. Just, I just needed to see Rena's bobos. Oh, my God. Yeah, just imagine... Imagine what... Just imagine... Just imagine some creature from... Ah, oh, fuck. What's goddamn... Yeah, like, imagine some creature on Mars from Total Recall. Just some of that, like, effects. And this this, this creature's bobos. <laughs> Just, I mean, I mean, we had to see uh, he tells, the Norm's butt. So we did. I'm super. And Sam got to see his his dadong or whatever he would call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Surprised there was no word for a penis that he threw out there. He had a word for everything else or vagina. There was yeah. no penis or vagina yeah, he wasn't talk. Like, he wasn't like nice bobo. Check out my peener wiener. <laughs> peener wiener. <laughs> That's too close to the actual word. Bo like bobo is like boobs. Yeah, but, but like roundy is like is like a it's like bucks around. Bobo is literally the same amount of letters as boob, <laughs> and the same letters. I don't know how he was spelling Bobo. Oh, it was like it was like B with like a U with a thing on top of it. Yeah, like two two of those little dots. I wish I knew. I know what those are, but I can't think of them right now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what are they called? Two dots. The two dots. Great. The uh, colon above the O. The colon above the. Oh, or you? Whatever oh my god! It's who cares anymore? <laughs> but you know what's good to have in a kids' movie is dialogue that isn't like vulgar, but is. 
he Gnome suggests when someone is kissing someone, he calls him Slug Tongue to start with. <laughs> slug Tongue. And then tells him, tells Casey to make Sam's toes curl. Holy shit. Yeah, no, that's the thing about Gnome. He's a ladies' He's man. He's a sexual object. Yeah, he just, he is, he has a thing for Rena. He just wanted to get the lumen illuminated. Yeah, he wanted to illuminate somebody's lumen. It's. I need to know, that's why I need to know more about this cult, this race. You don't, They have though. this lumen, you and it don't. needs to be charged by the sun every so many years. I would normally indulge this, but and I don't it, want there's to. There's so much, there's so much we could learn. And all we do is... the gnomes. And all we get to meet is, like, this... This, I mean, he's all we get to. We all we do is get to meet a thief who wants to get the lady. Do you think they're gonna? They're downstairs. You want to talk about Gnome Society? They're down there in Gnome Society, freaking out. Where's the fucking Lumen? Who stole the Lumen? Or so what? Right? He stole. It looked like he stole like in the middle of the night. Uh huh. And so everybody's freaking out. Do you think Rena's gonna? I want him to come back down there, and then Rena's gonna be pissed off at him because he stole the Lumen. The Gnome. Police force is gonna imprison him, and then he get he gets executed. He steal the lumen. That's like stealing. Right. It wasn't his job to do what he did. No, he stole it, thinking it's gonna get him mad props. We don't see how that works out for him. Right. We just think it's all happy. He gives a thumbs up at the end. The movie ends. He walks down, and one of this big ass war gnome who's like five feet tall has a machete and just chops off his head. I don't head. know if any of them were five feet tall. This is a big badass dude. It's like a big show for gnomes. All right. And he's like, knockout punch. Instead, it's a knockout of a knockout punch, it's a machete. And he cuts off gnomes' hands, gnomes' hands because he was a criminal, then takes the machete and stabs it through the front of his face. Oh my god, gnomes' poor face. And then there's a gnome behind him. Who puts his fingers into the cut in Gnome's head, Gnome's head, and then just rips his skull open, and they all eat his brains. That's what happens. I, I mean, well, that's what happens. You, I, you have to assume that they have weapons that could pierce each other's skin. Right, right? it's made out. It's like magnified. But they dip it in like liquid lumen. Liquid so it lumen. just slices through them like butter. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. How? I mean, they could come up and take over the entire world with a, with that kind of weapon. They already have. They're infiltrating? Do you think our president has ever really been a human being? He's a gnome? There's been a gnome pulling the strings. There's a gnome inside of him? No, no, they just... It's like a ro- it's like a robot scenario? Gen- Gnorm is like your your working man. He doesn't have all that. He doesn't, he's, he's even below like a working man. I just think he's, he's an idiot. He's a tunneler. He's an idiot. But so somebody who... Kn- and even he could use his like... Um, he could make people yawn. He could mesmerize them, put them to sleep. So imagine somebody with a higher mental acuity in the the gnome community. You could mind control. That's mind control. You could mind control. All the world leaders are mind controlled by gnomes. This is what Alex Jones was talking about. He was he was on the gnome train before this is, anybody else. He was, he was into extra dimensional beings. You know what? And really, they're just underground. They're just underground. And like, you know, you can feel the vibrations in the earth. Some people can. You know, basically, my point is, it's a, it's a living being. The earth's alive. You, you, when it, earthquakes happen, it's gnomes coming up to uh, power the lumen mm-hmm. of their community. I have to imagine that different 
gnomes in different parts of the earth, inside the earth, have uh, their own lumens that they uh-huh. need to get charged. Do you think if they charge things, but what Did if they say how many years, however many years, it just said X amount of years. Uh, it was 87. 80, every 87 years they have to do this. Gnorm was 200 years old. Oh my God. I imagine gnomes live a long time. Look at David the gnome. I don't want... You know, white beard. I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about any... I don't even talk about this gnome. This gnome looked more... It looked like Stan Winston, like it was playing Zelda. Or it looked at the uh, instructional book for uh, Zelda and saw what Link looked like. And was like, hmm. Alright. Yeah, it's like, good base. Good base. I, I'll take it from no, here. I'll, I'll, I'll take the ears and like the hat and make his clothes a little rattier. And we'll move from there. When they're trying to put that needle through his arm, that arm looked real cool. It did look cool. The, it was like a real arm. Gnorm, the face doesn't look bad either. It's just a, it's just a goofy design. Gnorm's face, the facial expressions, the mouth was so-so on some of the dialogue, but I feel like uh, it was. A, he did a really good job. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it's weird that the only other movie he directed was Pumpkinhead, and then this. Uh, it feels like, you know, good job, good try, stick to what you're best at. Maybe. No, he did. No, not when. Well, Stan can't direct any more movies, which no, is but unfortunate. Stan Winston was a. He made some great. Uh, was a genius. Some great um, special effects, you know. Yeah, revolutionary. Speaking of, man. it's funny that I in the IMDb page for this, the reviews. There are quite a few reviews since it's been on Prime Video. Oh, great! Let's get one from 2018. In 2019. Oh fuck! This year. All right. I see one that says. You know, uh, amazing film that thankfully is still alive for people like me to watch. These people exist in every year. I grew up with with strange and unusual films like this as a child. Oh my, is this, the, oh, the plot twist is, oh, I'm Corey. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and for what it's worth, it's still one of my favorite, my top three movies. What? I'm 33 years old and I oh still talk God. about this film to others. Amazing work of every end of the spectrum. We need less CGI and more puppeteers again. Sure. I'm willing to work for this happening if someone else is. What? Just look me up. My name is Christian Burroughs from Roanoke, Virginia. And how will you add to this? How, how financially? Do you have good designs? How will you make this happen, sir from Roanoke, Virginia? I gotta put his just full look, name. Just look me up. Surprised he didn't put his real phone number down. Give me a call. Right? Look me up. Is there an email address even? I'm glad there though there's somebody else out there that as a child saw this movie and it left you, an impression on them. This movie's a CA app. It's a virus in people's brains. All of a sudden they're gonna flip the switch and someone's just and it's just something's gonna happen. Just boom. Maybe that's what happened in 2016. The gnome switch was the, was, the, was levered in the, the swing gan, states. The gnomes they flipped the switch. Uh huh. They did it. I knew it. But they only had enough. They they just chose the swing states to activate it because it's all they needed to initiate. Because Donald Trump is just phase one. He's not causing the end of the world. He's just step one. Oh my god! To break us down. Because now we can accept. Now we believe anything is possible. So then, when it's Donald Trump against a gnome. We just accept to vote for the gnome, and then they have total control. Do you get American citizenship if you're born under America? You know what I mean? Like, if you're born in the ground. 
but you've never been on the surface of America. I don't would know. you would you get a, would you be an American? I don't think so. I think you're too far underground that you're just a citizen of the earth. That's a good question. Well, people, well, cause I, I bet I bet corporations just own below the earth. I bet you're a better chance of being like a citizen of Exxon Mobil than you do America if you go below the earth. Yeah. Citizen of Costco or something like that. No, I just meant because they drill and shit. Right, but I just meant Costco because well, you know. They're everywhere. What if every state was just controlled by their biggest corporation? Like, I've talked about this idea before, but what if? That, what, would, whatever, what would be the biggest corporation here in Illinois? Mm, I knew it. I looked it up once. Walgreens. Walgreens, yeah. So we were... We'd be owned by Walgreens. We'd be owned by Walgreens. I feel like that's not a bad... Uh, do you hear a lot of bad things about Walgreens? No, because they just they kind of just do their thing. And they're not, like, super expansive, I don't think. But, I mean, well, they, they do that, tend to want to go to war with CVS where It's funny that we're, like, it's that's the biggest corporation in, in Illinois. Yeah. Because, you know, I think of Walgreens being pretty big, but it's it's pretty regional. It is. Beyond uh-huh. a certain point, Walgreens don't exist. Which is why the you Walgreens... You get CVSs uh-huh. that are, I feel like, maybe a little bit wider reach. And then, like, once you hit, like, out west, you're hitting Rite Aids. You're not, you're not yeah. getting... Uh, mm-hmm. Walgreens, really. Unless they have them out that way. I don't really... I don't know how far the reach is there. On Let's Walk- do biggest corporation. Indiana. They're a neighbor. Caterpillar? Caterpillar's Illinois, man. It's Peoria's their home base. Right, but they could bleed into Indiana. And Maybe. Then... That's, that's all I'll accept that. Largest companies in Indiana. Those are universities. I want... Eli Lilly and Company? That's not what I want. Eli Lilly and Company. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. State of Indiana is the second largest company? Just Those the, are all schools. This, this, this is the state? No, this is the state of Indiana. Indiana University. I mean, it's a pretty big deal there, right? Oh, well, he, here's a list of uh, Indiana's 100 largest companies. As opposed to the, it's, a lot of them are still schools. What's Cummins? Well, I I I'm gonna say it probably used to be like Ford, auto manufacturing, Chrysler, You'd Ford, so. Chevy, something like that. Well, Cummins is a uh, automotive. Yeah, there you go. They uh, distribute engines, filtration, and power. So they make yeah, they make uh, auto equipment, and the rest are all schools. There you go. That makes sense. But I just feel like typing in the same thing for Illinois and the same thing for Indiana, you get to- two completely different looking lists. Yeah. They look totally different. I feel like Indiana is like, uh, uh, doesn't have as many big, you know, like Indianapolis is like big, but it's not like a big, big city. No, it's, it's not. not. like there's like Mecca like Chicago is. That's so true. Chicago and the surrounding areas, like where we're at, Very rich. the suburbs are full of big corporations all over the place. God, That's why like- you're like, you don't know I mean... Like naturally, you go Exxon Mobil. There's one not far from us. A hundred percent. It's uh, it's just the where we're at is uh, is like a hotbed for that in the right in the smack dab middle of the country. Which is something you know, but you don't really think about. You know what I mean? Right. Well, what would uh, if you were to guess what is um, are these in order? Well, that same that same website is sh- showing us schools too, for um. Wisconsin, but if you were to guess, what would you say? I found a list of corporations. State of Wisconsin schools. 
Um, if I had to pick for, oof, for Wisconsin? Yeah. Um, maybe like Uline? They're, oh, they have big, a lot of big locations there. It's uh, Kohl's? Yeah. You looked up Kohl's, didn't you? Or did you guess? You looked it up. No, I looked it up. Cheater. But I, um, I would say another one that I did not look up, I, I just saw Kohl's first. Um, was what? God damn it. I mean, Miller could be up there as one of the Miller Coors could be up there as one of the... Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't say that it is. But it's they might the not internet. be a Fortune 500 company. No. Uh, well, you know what? I'll go with another one. Harley Davidson. There you go. That has to be up there, right? Let's see. You think nine Wisconsin companies make Fortune 500. This is 2017. So what would those nine companies be? Well, Northwestern Mutual. Is Harley-Davidson on there? Harley-Davidson isn't in the top nine. Oh, see, there you mm-hmm. go. Third is still Kohl's. A lot, lot of insurance and energy groups, which, of course, makes sense. Hmm. Though, what's the the company that owns the... the? They just built that brand new stadium there. Not, what used to be the Bradley Center is... Foxconn? No. Sucking money out of Wisconsin? Fizzerv? Fizzerv Forum. That's the name of the... Fizzer or Pfizer? Is it Fizzerv? F-I-S-E-R-V? Fizzerv? Sounds like you're speaking Gnome Talk to me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, this. Fizzerv. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's a bad word to look at. Fizzerv. Fizzerv Forum. Huh. I guess they could have went with Fizzerv Arena. Whatever. Instead of Fizzer Forum. But just the idea that a corporation could own an entire... But then, but they don't want to own a state. Because then they can... You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. I feel like Wisconsin, even. Coles. If Coles owned your state, wouldn't you hear bad things about Coles? I don't know. It's such a huge thing. But then, like, you know, retail is not doing well. No. I think feel like Coles is pretty much uh, still but well, like, Well, of course, when they judge a corporation not doing well, that just means... That they're not growing. You can only grow so much, guys. Right. You can only grow. There's only like, so many people. I feel like Kohl's does pretty good for themselves. They've aligned themselves with Amazon pretty much. Yeah, it's a good They got team. the Amazon drop-off stuff inside there. You can do, you can send, bring your returns. And they'll package it and everything yeah. for you at mm-hmm. Kohl's and it's shit. A good, I, mean, so. that's, I mean, that's a good partnership just to have. Because then Kohl's can just slowly work its way into like an Amazon, whatever that becomes. Right. Because that's, that's planting. That's a little, little seed being planted. Yeah, I mean, that's like a seed that Gnorm would plant when he's uh, underneath the earth. Well, he just, I just hope he, you know, he was called the freak in this movie. He was called the freak. So and apparently freaks don't get lawyers when they get booked into No, but they get jail. booked. So you can still book them, but... And the booking process was weird. Like, I didn't need to see Gnorm's butt. No, but you wanted to. I did not There's want to. There's needs and wants. I did not want to. Uh, I feel like we should just mention real quick the kind of overall plot of this movie. Aside from Gnorm needing to get the lumen into the sun to recharge, sure, so we can, can keep living. Sure, there's also the main the kind which of main a, which plot, is a lie. The main plot. Well, no, it isn't a lie. Well, the thing needs to be in the true. sun for his people to keep living. That is the truth. That's true. But he, he stole the reason it. he was he, doing he's not it the one wasn't, do, right. It built upon. Go on. Let's. Uh, but do, anyways, just do your thing. Uh, you know, there's this cop Casey, played by Anthony Michael Hall. And he's kind of a screw-up-ish, uh, a man-child type. He's a goof. And he's doing this under undercover work to bust this, like, drug ring. Or it wasn't a drug ring. It was a diamond smuggling uh, ring. Yes. 
And but this guy Zadar, who is this? Uh, he wasn't that. He was evil, but he seemed pretty reasonable at times. For being an evil bad guy, he was like, if you just give me my thing, I'll give you this thing, and we'll just call it even. It's fine. Right, he was pure evil until the moment he didn't have to be, and then it was very reasonable, and then, of course, he gets murdered because he's not the real bad guy. So, basically, you know, there's a deal gone wrong with Anthony Michael Hall's character. He gets knocked out during the deal. Somebody else takes the briefcase, gives a briefcase to Zadar's guy, takes the diamonds. What's in the briefcase? A bomb. A man blows up in the middle of a park. Supposed to be money, it's a bomb. And I will tell you, within that first ten minutes, I wrote down, and granted, I've I've seen this movie, but it has been since I was like eight years old. It's in your head. I'm going, uh, my my basis wasn't even that it was in my head, it was that the outline of the man, including his posture and outline of his face, you got to see it real quick, looked like Jerry Orbach. And Jerry Orbach plays the captain of the police force. I wrote down, Captain is the bad guy. And, and you solidified my point yep. halfway through when you pointed out that he had a hearing aid. Yep. Because when the explosion went off, the hearing aid made a scream. It made a, like a really loud noise. It did. And then I was like, oh, I'll put two and two together. That loud noise, hearing aid... Gnorm heard a scream. He did. That was that noise. Yep. Boom. There's. It solidified my point that the captain was the bad guy. And he indeed was. He put this whole thing together. All because it's a lot of money, man. That was his reasoning. It's a lot of money. It's a it's a whole movie where the purpose is maybe we should just pay our public servants more. Right? Yeah. If he was making lots of more if he was making more money. Yeah, but he wanted to just erase his whole life and just live out in the middle of like yeah, but, his own Yeah, thing. but if he was paid more his whole career, maybe he wouldn't have gotten to the point where like, fuck it, I'm a new person. <laughs> maybe. It depends. He would. It depends. You think I, if he was living a good life and everything was fine, he had a lot of money and a nice house where he lived, he'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm gone." Yeah, but he just seemed like a gre- the greedy type that just needed wanted all the money just so they could just. Because he felt shitted on. Maybe. He felt shed on. Maybe he said he. Gee, this is more money than I made in my whole career. True. Very bitter about that. True. So yeah, S- you know captains what I mean? of the police forces need to be paid more so they're not blowing up. Uh, but he blew up a criminal. Because he got pushed to the point. He didn't care. Fuck a criminal. Yeah, but he blew up a criminal, so it's like... He blew up, he murdered a man, but it was a criminal, so. Yeah, they're not... He doesn't consider them people. Yeah. We did see uh, the other criminal partner kind of guy of Zadar, uh, whose name was Reggie, uh, played by a man whose last name is Zadar. You might remember him from Tangling Cash as the character Face, and Maniac Cop, and a bunch of other movies. The man has a very distinguishable face... He's a very large, brooding chin, jawline type thing. It's you real might tough. be talking about Bruce Campbell, but I'm not. No. It's way larger and tougher than that. And uh, that guy gets a hook to the butthole, uh, courtesy yeah, of. Yeah, we don't uh, see him again. The norm. He probably died. No, he got a thing in the butthole, then he landed in like a thing of chicken guts and stuff. His wound probably got infected yeah, he got... from all the chicken guts and blood and stuff. He had a. He... It was in that Asian market where. Ch- uh, Chong worked. Who or who? I mean, whoever that. You no, know, it was an Asian man that Anthony Michael Hall called Chong. It's very bad. And then told him he got him mixed up in Vegas with Ching and Chang, Ching Chang Chong. That was the thing that was referenced in this movie. And the guy was only behind the counter so he could make that joke. Yes. God damn it, nineteen ninety. In nineteen ninety, there was a movie. There was a Ching Chong, Ching Chang Chong joke. God, fuck! Come on, nineteen ninety. That's not that long ago. Ching, ching, ching. Right, that's like a that's like a two year old joke. 
Ching Chang Chong. Not, not even a two-year-old, because a two-year-old doesn't know how to be racist yet. Oh, hey, what's that guy's name? Ching Chang Chong. Okay, well, cool. That's a cool thing to have heard. Great. <laughs> what the fuck? Terrible. <laughs> Come on. And that's a good guy. God damn it. I would say, uh, you know, this movie's not terrible. It, it does kind of... Uh, well, we heard your review. Kind of... <laughs> from IMDb. <laughs> kind of meanders a little bit here and there. It's not awful. It just is what it is. I think one of my more uh, one of the funnier parts in this movie is when, you know, Casey Anthony Michael Hall Anthony Michael Hall's character uh, first discovers Ganorm and he's trying to tell his partner Sam, who he has, definitely has a thing for, and yeah, she kind of she pretty much has a thing for him. In it's, the beginning, they were all over yeah, each other. Some, I thought they were already a yeah, thing. Yeah, some sexual t- tension there, but you know, he's trying to tell her over the phone that he has this creature. He's telling her about this, like, you got to come over at four in the morning and see my little hairy thing, and he doesn't know what to do with it. And uh, I thought I found that a very humorous moment. Well, in the yeah, movie. and then she's like, "Well, I'm sure you'll figure something out." Yeah, it hangs up on him. So I thought that was a pretty, uh, pretty good little humorous moment. There were a few others, like with Norm when he's walking around in his little disguise on the beach, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at that thing! Look at that little guy!" That scene was like. That scene was like the movie, like nailing what like you think it's supposed to be, like yeah. just like a it's a gnome living amongst the world, and it goes on for like five minutes. And that's it. Yeah, and then the other scene uh, when we were talking about before with Reggie in the uh, Asian market, there uh, the man uh, Reggie uh, did not know how to decipher between a child and Ganorm. Most people, well, everybody else in this movie saw Ganorm and was like, "Yep, that's a that's a." crazy looking creature and he was like hmm is that your kid because it's a man who needs glasses and then he let this thing crawl over him and was just like well there's a kid crawling even if there was a kid crawling on you and you're a bad guy would you just let that happen well because he thought Casey was not being a good role model for the kid right and then he was going to kill Casey so I'm just going to is that being a good role model killing your no, was... the kid's dad in front of the kid while he crawls all over you it's Thanos logic. Some question, some questionable, uh, you know, uh, bad guy stuff in this movie. Just like last week's movie had a questionable bad guy trait of not checking the whole house. This week's bad guy, weird bad guy trait was Jerry Orbach not going back for the briefcase sooner than he should have. He waited like three, at least two days, probably three days. I mean, I'm sure there were uh, investigations going on that he could was probably part of. You don't think he could have waited and known when there wasn't somebody there? To go get the briefcase back? He totally could have. The briefcase should not have sat there for that many days. I mean, there should have been a whole side plot of a movie where a little kid stole a briefcase full of a million dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happens in movies. Yeah, it's a movie plot. Why would you leave it underneath the merry-go-round? Right. Why would you do that? And then come back and then don't get it until you're about to leave. You're the chief. No one suspects you. You could have had it like the day, the night of. Like, wait a few hours for everybody to clear out of the crime scene. But then again, if people are investigating the crime scene, somebody would look underneath a thing, one of the few things you can look under. Yeah, the whole park becomes the crime scene. Nobody looked underneath there? Especially when you gotta clean up a man's body parts. You'd be looking everywhere for body parts. <laughs> Man exploded. He was disintegrated. <laughs> he vaporized. <laughs> this is a briefcase bomb. I feel like one thing we're we're overlooking here too is the uh, is what another cop character Comiskey, yeah, a sleazeball. This guy was he was like 
right on the edge of the Me Too movement. He never said anything derogatory. No, but that's a that's or a demeaning son of a... towards women or anybody else. To as a matter of fact, but he was like right on the edge of like the next thing that was going to come out of his mouth was something degrading. And it really never was. No, it never was because the movie's PG, so they're keeping it, you know. But that's that's just proof that you know more of your communication is body language and tone than what you say. Because like he didn't. He didn't do anything, he didn't say anything wrong, and he was an asshole. Oh, yeah, 100%. But he seemed, like, way creepier than just just an asshole. And when he finally, you know, Samantha was coming on to him instead of Casey, you know, flipped the switch pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Not being creep, not being sleaze anymore, being, like, trying to be a normal guy. Yeah, because it's insecurity. He's just a little baby. And then he decided to wait there for a day or so. Eating candy nonstop. And just dropping the wrappers on the ground. That was his other thing. He's a sleazeball who loves can- this one specific candy out of the vending machine. His brain chemistry is all wrong. He's, in sh- he's so all jacked up so on sugar. So that you had his arm up the vending machine when we first meet him trying to get the candy out. Was it like a metaphor for like a woman's skirt? Oh my gosh. Like he's being a dirty creep. Hey, well, him and Gnorm would have he's always, a he's trying to get common. The, he's trying to get the candy. Gnorm, the first time he sees Samantha, he's like like putting his whole snout into God, her I butt. thought he was going to like lick her ass. Yeah, it was pretty Gross. much. And he was like, mm, roundy. I'm like, what the fuck's a roundy? <laughs> Had to learn that. Got that little vernacular in my head now. And then we all, you know what we also learned? Two what? about Gnorm. What? And Gnomes. What? That they have magical powers. Yeah. Influencing powers. They do? Yeah. Like glamouring type powers. Absolutely a glamour. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I didn't, I didn't expect that to be a thing. No. They can do glamours. They can do whatever the fuck they want, basically. Whatever the fuck they want. Well, we can do whatever the fuck they, um, we want on this podcast, and I think we should do... A spit shake, like the gnomes. I ain't doing that. I'm watching this movie. We accomplished it. I'm not spit shaking you. Yeah, spit shake. This is gross. We did it. We're doing it. This is. We're not doing that. Nobody knows that we're actually doing it. That's what they hear. Oh my god! Now why? Now why are you touching yourself? This guy. You do your spit after you spit. Oh, with your friend in front of him on an audio recording. Great. Cool. That'll be the first video we post. You're, you're, you're hiding. You've got this place bugged. You're recording these things. Somehow. Somehow. Some way. And uh, somehow... Do, do you, I need to ask you a question. Do you feel better now that you've seen this? I f- do feel better that it took, took me this long to finally see the... I don't even think I ever saw the whole movie. Probably didn't. It was, you know, it was... I don't think I was ever, ever able to rent it from the video store. And I only saw that one time on HBO late at night. And... It's always boggled my mind, this movie, A Gnome Named Gnorm. I do, one thing I remember most about this movie, other than the way he looked and Anthony Michael Hall being in it and stuff, was the low, the the song Lowrider being played multiple times throughout the movie. It's a memorable song. Yeah, so it's a, you know, it's 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 definitely, a, you know, a, sticks in your head when you when you see a movie this amazing. All you've done is, is recharge the virus. It's in your brain. Yeah, I've... It's, now it's... And I've spread the virus to you. You fucker. Now you're part of it. You're part of the Manchurian candidate I didn't, process. Yeah, I didn't ask for that. Here with the did Gnome not, named Gnorm. Did not ask for that. Did not want uh, that to happen. Well, what I didn't ask for was, was to what? be uh, reminded of a movie that I saw at the video store a lot when I was a kid. 
remember seeing the cover of it. Never renting it, never seeing it. I've still never seen this movie. But uh, somebody reminded me of it not long ago, and I was like, oh, I never saw I never saw that movie. And it, it's on Amazon Prime now, just like this was. And um, it's called, And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird. It's a long title. It's a 1991 s- s- comedy sci-fi. You want to hear the little tagline of the movie, what the movie's about, or do you want to keep it a surprise? Tagline, please. Two boys help their mother by inventing a robot which soon holds their father's talking ghost. It's going to be another one of those where it's just real fucking sad and then gets real creepy. This is Jack Frost with robots. It stars the mom from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Ki- Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Is Rick Moranis the robot? No, Rick Moranis has nothing to do with this film. This is like Jack Frost with a robot. It's ex- it's the exact same plot. Except it's a robot. What does <laughs> this robot look like? And the movie's called, And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird! With an exclamation point. And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird. I mean, there's my mom and my dad's a robot. <laughs> what? That's I, the title for I almost feel like I should have given it away. That's the Yeah, t- what the movie was about. Then I but then I would No, I needed to know. It would have been like when we watched the uh I mean, that was Creationist the, movie. That was a good reaction. I felt my eyes generally get wider. Oh, 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 oh no. Well, mainly because I knew it was a creationist movie going in, but I didn't know the reveal either. The way it was the way it was just like laid out there. Just a normal movie with kids in a science project. Then all of a sudden it gets dropped in your oh, lap. Oh, that's what they're teaching you at public school? Whoa! I, I cross my arms and lean back like, all right. <laughs> okay. What? Where are we going here? Well, next week we're going into the world of uh, Robo Dads. Yeah, Dead Robo Dads. Dead Robo Dads with... That's what the movie should have been called. <laughs> Dead Robo Dads? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, instead they called it, and you thought your parents were weird. Such an understatement. But the cover of the movie, I couldn't tell you how many times I saw the cover of the movie. At the... Oh my, does the robot look like that? Does the robot look like this in the movie? Does the robot look like this in the film? I can only imagine, yes. Oh, look, it was called RoboDad in some other market. Yes. It wasn't called Dead RoboDad, but well, it was called RoboDad. I mean, what? Is, it's a trash can. This thing is like if R2-D2 had sex with a Dalek. It's like, Actually, it was a three-way. A Dalek, R2-D2, and J5 from Blank Man. Oh, my God. That's that's what oh it is. Oh my god! J five from Blake. What Man. did they make? No wonder why I was able to harness the soul of someone's dead father. The you know we're gonna find out next week when we watch. And you thought your parents were weird, so you can find that what on is, Amazon Prime what Video. A stupid title for this concept. Robo Dad is way to the who did what? Robo Dad is is so much better. I I am not disagreeing. But I, I will see. Maybe we'll, we'll think otherwise when we after we watch the movie next week. The robot's in it for like the last five minutes. And it's just all about them losing their father. It's and sad. it's sad. It's real bummy, real depressing. It says it's a comedy. 
Is it like a room where it's like a dark comedy? It wasn't supposed to be? Or it's like uh, Little Bigfoot also dealt with a dead dad scenario there. Yeah. All these kids' movies in the 90s just dealing with the dead dads. The one that dads. had that emotional hook. You know what kickstarted it all was Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. Just kickstarted it all. It's either a divorce or a dead dad. Right? It was a big deal then in the 90s. Divorce and dad's dying. Man, it was also just yeah, like it was a it was a wave of acceptance where it was okay to get a divorce, so people were allowed to to hate each other and move on and then live better lives. No, or you could have movies like Mrs. Doubtfire, which is about a divorce, and then he a man dressing up as a woman to get closer to his kids and ruin his wife. It's amazing. Sex wife's nude marriage. It's amazing how that movie is like sweet but not right. It's like it's touching, no, but it's, it's creepy. It's, 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 it's it's rough. It's just sad. And then once the kids know about it, it's like a trick on mom. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Oh, let's all warm up to this woman that we think is this lovely woman. But it's our dad. But it's our father, who's real bitter about this whole situation. Yeah. Oh. Poor Pierce Brosnan. He's just there. He didn't do anything wrong. He really didn't. No. He, he wasn't. He, I don't think he was an asshole. No, he was portrayed to be like the bad guy. Just because he's like crouching in this family. He's crouching in this... Of clearly available woman, <laughs> and he cares about her kids. Right, he does. And then you have Mrs. Delphi should have been called Undercover Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like a or a, it's like a Big Mama's house, pre yeah. Big Mama's house, obviously. Yeah. But uh, anyways, next yeah, week yeah, on the Dad. podcast, Robo Dad, and you thought your parents were weird. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. He certainly is. Nick is here, and we'll come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the 